I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. Today, we welcome back Amy Nobley, the owner of Love Amy, a dating concierge service that helps you find love. Amy will bring us up to speed with what's happening with love and dating this spring. The dating landscape has dramatically changed, but the basic principles remain. Amy's going to share these keys to becoming successful online and why your most valuable asset is positive energy and an attitude of yes. She's going to encourage us to stop playing small, get out there, and find love, regardless of what's happening in the world around us. At the same time, reminding us why optimism and hope are essential in our journey to love. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Amy Nobley found love on Bumble, and she was so inspired, she decided to share with others what worked for her and love Amy was born. She's different than most dating coaches because she takes a holistic, inside-out look at who you are, what makes you uniquely you, your core values, and who you truly want to attract. Amy is also a successful author who's published four books. She's been featured in the New York Times, Business Insider, and even the Today Show. Amy helps teach you how to be successful and ultimately find love. Hey, Amy, I'm so excited to have you back on again. (laughs) Hey, Carrie, always. I always have so much fun talking to you, so I'm super excited. I know. I'm like, I need some Amy in my world today because you're just like bringing the positivity and you're just such a ray of sunshine. (laughs) I hope so. We all need it. So, What's been happening? It's been seven months since you've been on the show. And yeah, yeah, so now there's like digital dating coaches and people are having Zoom divorces from the comfort of their own home. Not sure if it's very comfortable, but it's like (laughs) divorce is up 50%. Take us up to speed. Yeah. I can't believe it's been seven months. I feel like it could have been seven years. I know. It's just crazy COVID time. It's so warped. Uh, But what I'm seeing now... And, you know, I can really feel this. Uh, I have a line around the block again. Good. And we're not even, COVID's not not really even over. We're in our last leg of it, uh, thankfully, and, and vaccinations are happening. Uh, but, but what I've seen is, again, we kind of started to touch on this seven months ago. I'm seeing it in full force where people have truly reprioritized their lives at this point. And dating... And when you work with me, it's, you know, it's an investment. People are choosing to find love over things like buy a new car, go on a vacation. Although travel is top, it's, I probably tie with travel up there. But in terms of what is important to them, I'm have, you know, people are coming to me right and left saying, that's it. I'm scared to death. And I now have social anxiety because of COVID. However, I need to prioritize this. I can't do it alone and I'm ready. And I get, I'm now averaging probably five or six calls a week and it's just, it keeps going up each week. Um, And so I, I do have, I'm starting to get a little bit of a wait list. That's good. When you came on, I think it was around when we first went into lockdown and Mm -hmm. we, we knew we kind of projected how we thought things were going to go. We knew that people were going to just lose it and say, that's it. I want to find love and I'm going to make it a priority. And I read a recent statistic that the 50% increase in divorces, I think 34% of those 50% of divorces blame the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. 
you had mentioned on a previous episode that this was make or break for couples. And so it's definitely different. People feel like, I mean, I often joke about this show. I'm like, my friends are so shut down that, and a lot of people are, that they just aren't coming to the phone. They're just not texting back. They're losing their skills of socializing. Mm -hmm. And I I see it. And so I'm grateful to do the show each week because I'm like, at least I get to talk to some people. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. And I mean, if you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I mean, we were all doing like Zoom happy hours with our girlfriends and, you know, we got burnt out on all of that. And, you know, going inward is great to an extent, but when that's all, that becomes your comfort zone, you know, it's hard enough. I mean, when you, you know, are someone who, you know, aren't, you're not that social to begin with. And we all, we all get really comfortable over time. And so the uncomfortable has been com- become comfortable. And now we all have to start thinking a little bit differently. I mean, offices are reopening. You mm-hmm. know, people aren't used to this. You know, dating, uh, this, our cities are starting to reopen. I have current clients who literally need a pep talk before each outing because it's sort of, like you said, it's like a reminder of how to actually be in the world now. And it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, people are dreaming with masks on. I mean, that's how pervasive COVID has been in our lives. I have clients who are so used to the walk and talk dates and masks that it sort of terrifies them to go indoors and have like an actual meal where you're face to face. So, so there are really big challenges to overcome, but but the beautiful thing is we are in the last leg of this and mm-hmm. there will be a time not so far away when we look back and say, wow, was that really a thing? Gosh, you know, that was so much harder than I thought it was. I can't believe we powered through. I mean, this will be a memory. And so, uh, you know, I always try to remind people that, you know, this is the best possible time to get everything together and start dating and, and leveraging the apps. I mean, there are more than double the amount of users right now on, on each and every app, uh, dating app, and more than ever, especially for men, it's interesting on their actual profiles, they're saying, you know, I am serious about getting serious, LTR, long-term relationship. And I'm coaching super differently right now. The Mm -hmm. questions that, that my clients that I'm coaching them to ask on dates one and two and three, four and five, uh, are are very, very different now. So interesting. I got a notification that they were going to do away with my Tinder account, which I freaked out because I have the, <laughs> I have like seriously Netflix series of, of information there between text messages and like <laughs> just the funniest things ever in within that account. And that's so funny. I have printed it all out at one point for my swiping soiree seminar, but I, I just didn't want all that information to go away. And so I hadn't thought about it in a long time, but I had to, you know, keep it active. And so they're like, yeah, you still have a Tinder account, which I don't use. Obviously, I don't use it because I've been in a relationship for five years. But (laughs) 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 But, Yeah, it's exactly a little suspect. It's totally, it sounds like a suspect, but I often will open up the app to show someone who's afraid to use it. This is how Mm -hmm. you use it. This is what's out there. You know, don't yeah. be afraid of it. This is who's in this radius. So it doesn't happen all the time, but um, <laughs> I didn't want all that information to go away for the years that I was on Tinder. And um, it is so funny. But the first person 
that came up, I just, I just looked at it and it, and the guy was like, I, I took a screenshot of him because I, I felt like there was proof that there was a good person that looked like a viable lead, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I feel mm-hmm. like people think there's just no one out there. And, and when, when I was on, I was there and I didn't really have that much competition because there wasn't Bumble. Everyone was afraid my age to go on Tinder. And I can't believe now there's double the amount of people. Oh yeah. I mean, it's really insane. Now, given that I always lead with that statistic still, it's really mind blowing and it's, you know, why I have a job, but on average people dip their toe in and last about 14 seconds. (laughs) And they're like, because all it takes to your point is a couple of swipes of like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. And it's such an interesting phenomenon to me because I always tell my clients about gazillion guidelines and rules and isms, but one of the biggest, you know, things I impart is like people aren't their profile and their profile. It's no one's real until you meet them in person. And so, you know, the need to distance yourself and look at it through the prism of let's pretend you're swiping for your best friend and have fun with it and make it an an adventure and a journey. I mean, the apps are a true gift and so, but, but that really is the biggest barrier to get over is that, that belief, you know, and I'm super woo woo and spiritual as you know. And so, right. you know, that, that whole idea that, that it's true. If I could break it down, the biggest, the biggest thing that I see as, as the predictor of success, the biggest trait is positive energy and this unwavering belief that this can happen. I mean, I always say to my clients, listen, what if I told you with a hundred percent certainty that the love of your life, biggest love you could ever imagine is right at the other side of this journey. And I, and we know it, we know that this person is here. How would you approach swiping and talking every day? Right. How would you do that? You would get up and literally before you brush your teeth, it's the first thing you do. And, and you, you know, and you'd laugh at some of the funny, you know, off center profiles or profiles that aren't for you. And then maybe after a hundred swipes, there's someone like, ah, that's kind of interesting. And you kind of throw out some witty banter and you go off on your day. I mean, that's, that's the energy that we want and need. And I see it over and over and over. It's really stunning to me. And it's regardless of where you live, regardless of what you look like. I mean, it's really interesting. I know, I know. Because one of your posts that you put up, you said, what would it look like if you were a hundred percent invested with a hundred percent certainty that that person was on the other side. And I don't know what happens somewhere. And I try to go back to where I was in my life, even though everything was just a disaster at that point in my life, Mm -hmm. nothing was perfect by any means. And I feel like it's like everyone's life right now during the pandemic. I just feel like I just knew I had so much faith that I because I really, really, really wanted to find love. And I just had so much faith that I would find love. So no matter mm-hmm. what happened, I, I just attacked it every day. But you where know, did that come from? Where did that come from, that faith? I am trying to think. I mean, I, I feel like I knew that I had put so much good into past relationships. And I had been like terribly, I felt like I had been really wronged and like kind of like left Mm-hmm. You, you know, just heartbroken. And I know good people get screwed over all the time. It happens. Like 
Bad things happen mm-hmm. to good people every day. But it, again, it, that's probably the spiritual piece with, with me is that I just mm-hmm. believed in karma. And, right. I, and I also believe if you show up enough, if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you actually mm-hmm. do the work, then that's an energy. That's an absolutely. En- that's an energy of doing, and I don't know. I just believed. I believed, and it didn't take me that long. It took me about the first year was kind of a disaster because I had to fully give up on another relationship. You know, it was like one. I always tell people like, if you have something that you're, if you're dating someone right now, and you know you're half in, half out. Well, then you're half in, half out on the dating app. And you, yep. you have to be a hundred percent in. So like the hundred percent in. And the, all, yeah. yeah. And so I help friends all the time who are going on the dating apps and they're just like, I'm like, what happened? You know, I'll give them like little things to do every day. And I'm mm-hmm. like, are you spending an hour a day on this? And they're like mm-hmm. an hour. I'm like, yep. at least an hour. I spent like seven. At least an hour. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, and it's the 20 to one ratio. For every 20 messages that you send out, 20 hellos, maybe one will respond. And you want five or six conversations going to get one mini screener date that week. So that's the, re- I do think people are stunned by that. But when you look at it, there are so many different types of people on the apps. It is a numbers game. And that is what needs to go into it. And it's really amazing. When you think about the time we spend mindlessly scrolling Instagram. I know. Mindlessly, all the different social media. If you if you added that up, I mean it can be hours per day. And and finding the love of your life can maybe an hour or maybe an hour or two a day. It really is. I mean, what's what's more valuable? So it really is giving that mindset to somebody, but, but I think it's deeper than that, right? It's the innate fear, um, of being vulnerable. And we all, you know, if I could, given my experience over the last few years, the biggest, I'd say the common denominator, um, the biggest barrier to this is somewhere along the line, someone planted a seed and you believed it that said, I'm not fully worthy, like fully worthy of like knock your socks off kind of love. And that's the common denominator. It really is. And we all, to some extent, have a little bit of it, whether it's from growing up or watching love, you know, or some sort of form of less than love or being hurt, like you said, like being really damaged and really wounded. And so unless you're a fully, fully, fully evolved human who, you know, immediately can repair and go deep into the work, which none of us are fully repaired, um, that is that lingering doubt is what affects everything. Right. But it's, and so that, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a huge. huge block for people. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And most people don't know that they have it. Right. It's just, it comes out in the form of excuses. Like, oh, you know, I don't really have time to do this. Oh, I, you know, I don't, uh, I, yeah, I need to lose those five pounds. Um, uh, right. yeah, just, you know, so when I start to hear stuff like that, I, I think, oh boy, okay. Like there's work to be done. 
Um, cause we all have it. We all have a million excuses. I mean, most people, it's funny. It's like, it's almost invert inversely proportional because my clients are rock stars. They're just like the whole package, right? right? So successful in their, in their jobs. And then when it comes to this subject, it's like, oh my God, I'm terrified and I don't know what to do. I think everybody just needs to know that a, it's normal to feel terrified, <laughs> um, to try this. And there is a method to the madness. And right now, in this moment, is the best moment. Think about it. COVID is ending. The weather's getting warmer. You will be able to go outside and meet people and start to interact in a semi-normal fashion. And dating, it's, it's literal spring fever. I mean, I don't think people understand what's about to hit you know, between mm. travel and dating. And I just want people to like roll, slow their roll and be careful because when this thing <laughs> literally it's like end of spring, beginning of summer, there's going to be a lot of action happening. So uh, absolutely. it's um, going to open up so big. And I know, I don't know, still people are, it's been funny because this month I've done a lot of portraits actually. And every person who comes in before I used to be like totally like, I don't know. I would, they would come in and people, they don't have to wear a mask, but I always wear a mask and I'm mm -hmm. further enough apart, but I can't photograph someone obviously with a mask on. So it's just like in the beginning, it was always like, Oh my God, we have to meet my clients in a mask. It was like so horrifying. and I hated it. Um, yeah. but I obviously wanted to protect them. But every person lately who's been coming to me, is like, I haven't put on a suit in a year. Like mm -hmm. I just got mm -hmm. my hair colored after nine months. Like, I had to pull myself together. I didn't even know if I could get into the suit. And it's one person after another. So then I think about dating yeah. and I'm like, yeah. you got to get back out there because, you know, one year turns into two years, turns into. Yes. Yes. So, so yes, we have, so we have this huge opportunity right now. And then we also have this like sort of like barrier to entry where, you know, my boyfriend, I was just overheard him on a firm wide call. He's opening his, they're literally reopening their, financial firm in New York city, um, on May 3rd. And it's, it's a big deal. It's not just, if you feel like coming in, it's we're opening, yeah, right. <laughs> like we are opening, everybody must attend. And it was like cricket, you know, it's like, Oh my God. Um, it's, it, I think it's really interesting that I, I do think there's sort of this behavioral aspect to this where we've gotten used to being so inward and, um, and there is such a social anxiety, even like people that I know who are super social, they've developed this social anxiety. And I think, I think that's a real thing. I do too. And it's just like, can anyone pick up the phone? Like lately, like I, if you get away from it and, and before I would just say, okay, well, people are in survival and if they're shut down and you know that, I mean, we've been through hard times, like, mm -hmm. you know. It's weird, almost like this time, I can remember when I was dealing with a very bad breakup, like I didn't talk to anyone or people didn't really want to call me because I didn't have anything good to say. And, you know, <laughs> right. And yeah. I didn't want to talk That's about it. She's downer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, why can't she get it together, you know? But um, <laughs> like, be able to just avoid me totally. But that's not a good place either. You know, it's like you, you yeah. need support. But this insecurity that you talk about, it's fascinating to me because I, I agree with you. It's like the first thing, because we've both helped a lot of people with these dating apps. And 
I wrote, I've been writing a lot lately, and I wrote an essay last night. Well, I've been writing it for a couple of weeks, but I finished it last night. And I compare mm-hmm. the insecurity of online dating to American Idol. And mm-hmm. American Idol, if these contestants step into their power and bring it in a big way and be who they are and like use their natural born talents and step on that stage and quiet their insecurities, they nail it. Mm-hmm. But yep. why they fail within their performance is because they don't believe in themselves. Totally. And 100%. And so 100%. it's like, I love that, you know, if you, how would you attack online dating if you had 100% certainty that that person's on the other side and like held that vision? That's such strong energy. That's visual energy, like all of it. And you don't know who they are. You don't know which candidate, you don't know which person they might be. So you're going to give your best self to every single person, even if it's surprising to you. It's, we all carry these biases about our type and, oh, I, you know, I, ha- I can't tell you how many clients say to me, because sometimes I'll get in there, as you know, and I'll swipe and talk as them. And, you know, they don't know when I'm coming. So, like, they'll see people will just show up in the queue and bumble and they'll be like, oh, Amy must have been in there. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, and they'll call me and be like, what's going on here? Like, what's with Bob? But I, I didn't swipe on him. And and I'll say, yeah, but he ticks a lot of boxes and, and that's all we know right now. He's big into family. You're, you know, he's, he wants a long-term commitment. He loves to travel. I mean, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't date guys that are my height. I just, I, you know, whatever it is, right? Like we come, we come loaded with these biases. And it's crazy. It is crazy because we really, really don't know you know, the package that our person's going to come in. I mean, that we don't. And so we're doing ourselves a huge disservice to, and again, some of that is just excuses, you know, to keep, mm-hmm. to keep us from, from getting vulnerable and connecting. But that is part of it is to, is, you know, wow, like this is just, it's, it's energy and it's connection. And, and I think you and I talked about this before, but it's worth repeating that it, with online dating, you know, the chemistry can work in reverse and it can be a slower build. And so, you know, going into each date, and this is especially with where we are with, with COVID, it's like just learning one new thing. That's it. Just, just getting curious and learning one new thing about each person you're, you're meeting. And, you know, I, I ended up setting up friends. I ended up getting investor contacts, you know, it's, um, so it's not about like, oh God, this is horrifying. This is like a job interview and I'm, I, I need to be chosen. It's more like, all right, you know, game on. Like, what can I, you know, who am I going to, who am I going to meet today? And, right. and by the way, if, you know, if it's a 30 minute juice as your first mini screener date, it's okay. If you know, within the first 30 seconds that it's not a match, it's like, no sweat, you know? I know. It's like that optimism. And I, I laugh because I remember a conversation I had with my boyfriend, what, like right in the beginning, I was like, are you really 5'11"? I mean, would it have mattered if he was like, <laughs> I mean, why was I even saying that? But yeah. I had found that so many people had lied and I'm tall. And when I, taller, I'm not, you know, I'm 5'8", but like in heels, I could yeah. be like 5'10", whatever. And, yeah. but how, let's be honest, how often are we wearing heels nowadays? <laughs> like. Well, it's just funny because we're all trying to portray ourselves a certain way, you know, and that's another thing I see all the time too, is like, you know, when I 
when I put together a profile for a client, you know, I'm teasing out all of their like quirks and, you know, what they think are weird qualities about themselves. And, and it's like, those are the qualities, you know, those are the things it's just, it's the realness, it's the authenticity, it's the, the um, willingness to get vulnerable. That's so attractive, right? You know, someone who's self-effacing has no, I mean, that's the person who, you know, that's why I like Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, it's that ability to just be real and kind of shove your ego aside a little bit. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it's not about perfection and it's not about portraying yourself a certain way with filters and it's, it's just being really, really true to you. You know, I think, you know, it's like my client who, um, you know, presents herself as super, super, you know, kind of serious in a law firm and then travels with her blender. She's obsessed with smoothies. And, you know, there's, I have a million of those examples. I'm like teasing that out. You know, I have, I have a male client who got, he got kicked out of CVS cause he was hoarding Lysol wipes and, um, <laughs> you know, during the pandemic and, and he's, you know, he's this like super successful, like good looking guy. And like, it's, it's just, he's very funny. And so it's really like, really kind of just being yourself and not being afraid to put it out there. So at the end of the day, you know, who do you want to attract? Do you want to attract someone who appreciates that about you? This episode of Shot at Love is brought to you by Akal Chai Rum. Akal Chai Rum is the world's first botanical rum. Recognized by the government of Trinidad and Tobago as having the first new production process for rum in over a century. Akal Chai Rum is an officially protected trade secret. Only the second such protected process in the Caribbean since the famed Angostura bitters by Don Carlos Siegert in the 1870s. Akal Chai Rum is available in 44 U.S. states on chairum.com. Also available in the Republic of Ireland on stuffyouneed.com. Try some today. Right. Well, I just, this is interesting, new information that I wish I had like 10 years ago, but I came across this relationship scientist, which comes at dating advice, like in a complete, like we, Amy, you and I, like we did field research. Like we're like, <laughs> we're yeah, like yeah. in the trenches. Totally. That's how we got our data. You know, we're not oh, like yeah. pulling these. We were <laughs> down and dirty. Yep. Totally. So, <laughs> Literally. Um, I'm really excited about this upcoming guest, Gary Lewandowski. And in his book, Stronger Than You Think, he discovered in his research, that attractiveness didn't help the relationship. And he referenced a Harvard study from 2017, which proved that having a hot partner wasn't ideal. And this study, they went through hundreds and hundreds of yearbooks. They identified the most attractive men, then checked their marriage status. And the study found that these like class babes, literally, had shorter, <laughs> had shorter marriages and were more likely to divorce. They stayed single longer because, you know, they're probably like keeping all their options open and couldn't control their wandering eye. Often the attractiveness became the thing that the other person despised, leading to jealousy or cheating. And so I thought that was so interesting because so often people, they just judge by the exterior. And Mm -hmm. like you say, nine, nine times out of 10, your person isn't coming in the package that you think. Yeah. I mean, seriously, what if we, what if we couldn't, what if we had, you know, temporary, I mean, there's a reality show with this concept, but like, if we just led with our 
our energy and our gut and our soul and our, and, and we listened, you know, and we weren't so fixated, you know, if we just had like a fuzzy filter and we weren't able to really see what these people look like. And we were just kind of like getting on the phone with them for first dates. I mean, dating would go so much differently. I know, you know, we, it's just, it really is so, it's so interesting. It, we're, we're, we're clouding our own vision you know, constantly. I know. It's like, why don't we look for, instead of the height thing, which a lot of people do, which, you know, I I don't even know why I said that. I think for me, I had been like lied to a lot. Like people would say, I'm this, I'm that. And then I get there and they weren't any of those things. And so I I think it was more like, I want someone to be truthful. It wasn't so much I don't care if you were six feet or, you know, five, whatever. It didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Really, because I was going to fall in love with that person. But, you know, we tend to go for these stereotypes and we all do it. And most of the time, our our assumptions are wrong. And yes, yes. So, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Would, would your advice be to tell people, like, look for trustworthy eyes or a genuine smile or, you know, don't be so yeah. based on judgment? I, I mean, yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, we, we all did it. You did it. I did it. You know, the, we, it, you're allowed to have your non-negotiables. Don't get me wrong. I mean, for me, they were teeth. Um, you know, we, we all, like, I just had a teeth thing. I could tell <laughs> if he was in a group shot, like, oh, they're yellow. Forget it. Like, I just yeah, did. They can we're get white. Allowed. You know I mean? You can, that doesn't have to stay that way. You know, it's like. No, it's true. It's true. But like, you know, I went on a date with a guy talking about teeth and I had, you know, I really checked the pictures out, seemed fine, seemed really, and we went on our first date and he laughed and he turned to the left and he was missing like three teeth. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, and that seems like maybe super superficial. I don't know, but like, my point is we're all allowed to have those, those things. Like that's such a Seinfeldism, right? Like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't. Some mm-hmm. people just have PTSD from a former relationship and they can't get over it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You're allowed to have it. But in general, in general, what I say to my clients is like, don't get hung up on the photos. A, I mean, usually, you know this, Carrie, usually guys just, they don't care enough to take really good photos. I mean, women are a little bit, you know, more obsessed with the photo mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. And so guys are like going to throw up what they have or they'll have Facebook like, you know, populate their dating profile. So they have three of the same photo in a row or mm. something so funny. And so it's sort of like, you, unless it's, you know, just obvious that this is an absolute no, there's no way. Try to come from a place of yes. And, you know, we have very limited information. To me, it's like a weight system. So, you know, once my clients fill out the intake form and we talk about it and we really know what we're looking for from a core value standpoint, so let's say that honesty, spirituality, and family, you know, those, let's just say those are your things, you know, you might come across a profile that like those three things are so evident in this person's profile mm. and the photos are really mediocre. It's hard to tell. And maybe the height is a little off, but you're going to, I'm going to weight that. I'm going to weight that pretty heavily towards core values because that's really important. You know, for some people, education is important. Um, you know, what particular job, maybe it's a philanthropy job, you know, so you just have to look at it. You have four seconds that you're taking for each profile to evaluate, but you got, you have to sort of like, look at it like a weight system and give a little leeway. Right. Uh, Because if you're, if you're so focused on what they look like in the photos above all else, you're going to get in a lane that you can't get out of. And it's just, that's why people give up. 
You know, like, nope, nope, nope. Right. And what is perfection? It's like, it doesn't exist. And it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's all a facet of our conditioning, of our imagination, of, you know, so much of it. I love this quote, and I say this a lot to my clients. Um, replace expectations with gratitude. I like that. Because we we all go into all of every situation in our life pretty much with an expectation of how this is going to go. Right. And if you can kind of release that and not be, I'm, I'm you know, mini Buddhist, right? But like, try to try to not cling to an outcome so much. And it's, it really is the magic is in the journey and all those weird twists and turns that you don't expect. And so much of the time we're like fighting against those twists and turns. Oh no, no, no. There, this is supposed to be a linear path to like magic, like <laughs> the way that I've plotted it out in my head. And the thing is the universe laughs at us. That's not how it goes. Right. And so if you look at dating, like this crazy, fun, surprising journey, and I'm going to just embrace all these crazy twists and turns, then there you go. That's when stuff shows up when you least expect it. And then, you know, later when you look back in your life, you always can connect the dots. Always. You can say, oh gosh, thank God I didn't meet that. Thank God I didn't go with that because then I wouldn't have this, or I didn't end up marrying that guy because then I wouldn't have done this. We all have those but when we're in it, we can't connect the dots yet. So we have to just have faith. You have That's to it. Have faith. faith is faith is a huge concept. And so think about the, the time that we're in right now, having hope and optimism when people are so tired and fatigued. And yes, that's weird. Fear based. Totally. But that also is an energy, which yes. it's yes. is not helping your cause. And so, you know, you like I did, I didn't know what I was doing was helping me, like, because I had made so many mistakes, but I always stayed laser focused and believed wholeheartedly that I would find love because... Right. And I, you're rare. You're, you're a unicorn. That's, that, is, that is really <laughs> rare, you know? It's such a unicorn it, in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> but like, aren't we all, right? Like, but it's true. It's like, it's true. It's like more than, more than not, each and every day, we have a choice to choose, we can choose love or fear. Right. I mean, those are, you know, and how we are operating, what energy are we operating from? And so a lot of times when people come to me, I, in my questionnaire, I ask like, what do you need help with specifically? And, and a lot, a huge percentage of people say, Oh, I, I just, I picked the wrong people. I just do. I picked the wrong people time and time and time again. I, it's the same pattern. Really what it is, is they're projecting fear and they're getting fear. Oh, So they're projecting fear and they're getting fear back. They're getting people who are also afraid. And when you have two people who are coming from fear, guess what happens, right? Like, so, so flipping that script, it's hard and it takes work, but I think just the awareness, just the awareness of, and starting to name what's happening in, in you, like, Oh boy, here I go again. Okay. I see what I'm doing. I'm making up an excuse and I'm not doing this today. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the biggest part is just to help people become aware of their patterns and, and, and why they're doing what they're doing. Right. I had a um, therapist say to me one time when she said, can you describe to me when you first pulled in like, uh, like a a viable guy who you could potentially end up with? I didn't end up with him because I still, it was too early for me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that obviously had to happen. I had to be shown that there were nice, wonderful people out there. 
and that I deserve that. And she said, because you got to a place, Carrie, that you were only radiating love and hope. And that's why Mm -hmm. it mirrored you. Oh, oh, I have the chills. I love that. Isn't that amazing? And I was like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just believed. And so when you worry, when you worry about the future or the master plan, that's a problem. It's another block. It's another block. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, one of the, just, again, it's like the core core. And I know, you know, this core tenants of this whole process is, you know, the first question on my questionnaire that I ask my clients is like, what are you doing to honor you? Like, what are you doing to heal you? What are you doing right now today um, to nurture your growth, to nurture your healing? And I know that it's not the right client for me if they sort of look at me and say, this is not what I sent. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I just want to meet someone. You're supposed to help me do that. And it really, really does start with you mm. um, in every way. And, and you know, that's that's just really, really important. So, you know, I get referred to by a lot of therapists and, and you know, I've got like all kinds of healers in my arsenal. And so it's it's just, it bears repeating that that the first thing you need to do is, is look, look inward. And it happens. I see it all the time. I mean, the clients that come to me that are like, Oh girl, you have no idea. Like I've spent, you know, a lot of time and energy just, you know, kind of rebooting myself and taking a really tough look at myself and, and, and sort of like ingesting some really harsh realities about ways that I need, like, what was my part in my divorce? Like, how do I need to heal from that? Uh, how can I be better for, for the next person? I mean, that's the real magic work. And when clients come to me with that, then I'm like, Oh, stop the process. And inevitably every time it's literally two weeks into our work, it's crazy. I bet. Like this, it's just, you know, I can almost predict it. So yeah, I can see that. So that's valuable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that's what they're radiating. Right, right. But they've done the work and it's how they're showing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I just want to leave on like a note of hope. And what do you think the biggest silver lining has been? Or, you know, I know there have been success stories. Mm -hmm. People are finding love. Like, can you share like any positives? From this past year in dating, absolutely, I have seen so much love. Um, my first client, you know, got engaged, and I've just so so many, so much good news. So the first thing to think about, and just to know that is that love is blooming. It is ripe. It is here. The time is now. And with COVID, I think there's an opportunity for people to open up to each other rather quickly in the dating process, it's okay. It's okay to be real. It's okay. COVID's a great icebreaker. It's like, gosh, what have you learned? How was this really hard for you and your business? And that's just, it's just human. You know, there, there are no more huge facades in dating. This is, we have all been through a war together. And so we have to approach it that way. Like, okay, we're comrades in this. And now we're comrades in online dating. And you kind of just giggle and say, okay, like <laughs> we're both showing up to this date. How are you? How's mm. this been? And it's really beautiful and it's yeah. real. So it's an opportunity to just embrace the reality of who you are in a, such a beautiful way. Right. And it's like embrace the suck that we're all living in right now, but, you know, celebrate the wins too. 
You know, you showed up, you had a good date, you know, like keep it going and just, I mean, the fact that you got dressed and you went out and you interacted with another human that you didn't know before, and you're starting this new journey. I mean, celebrate that, do that once a week, you know, and and uh, it's there's there's going to be there's going to be a lot of lot more love happening. Absolutely, if people take the steps and show up for themselves. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, where can people find you and go to hire you and have you help them be successful online? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I will say this: um, I am happy, and I love doing this. I will speak to absolutely anyone who wants advice for free of charge for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, just to impart any tips that I can get their quick history, just give them a pep talk. So I'm happy to do that, whether or not they end up hiring me. Um, you can read more about what I do and how I do it. It's, um, loveamy.co co. So loveamy.co and all my info's on there. Great. Awesome. Well, you're the real deal. And I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you, Carrie. It's always so much fun to talk to you. (laughs) So great. Thanks again. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And for now, this week's Tinder tips. In honor of today's guest, Amy Nobley, these tips come directly from her. Number one, this is a new landscape we are living in, but people are finding love. Just hold your vision for exactly what you want and feel what it feels like to achieve it. And your job is done. Number two, It's all about the energy, so raise your vibration to align with your higher good and let go of limited beliefs. Number three, look beyond the exterior when swiping on these dating apps because, like Amy said, nine out of ten times, your partner won't come in the package you think. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast. Remember to stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes. If you'd like me to photograph you for your online dating profile, DM me about my Shot at Love promotion. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.